Hello and welcome to Comic Book Junto, episode number 10. I'm your host, Octavius Newman, Octavius A. Newman. I'm the creator of Bear Fruit, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam Joystick Tetris. <laughs> Adam Joystick Tetris? We're going on a gaming thing right now? Hey, I'm just going with it, man. That's okay. You man. never know what's going to happen when you press play on this podcast. That? Wait a second. What does the A in your name stand for? Akil. Akil. Yes. How come I didn't know that? I have this last idea, man. You just have Octavius A. Newman, but you never knew. Oh, I never knew what that actually stood for. Yeah. So I figure that could have been virtually anything. And Akil right. is not a name that I am uh, uh, familiar with. Yeah. With my uh, uh, Irish Polish heritage. Got you. So your Irish Polish hair. Heritage, heritage. My heritage, and my, well, yeah. Also, my Irish Polish hair, exactly. Which, which is, is still pil- still pink, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, internet <laughs> still, still pink. I still pink. got that. I got that fuchsia Irish Polish hair. You looking good, man. I uh, thank you very much. I like joystick Tetris because I've been playing a lot of video games this week. Yeah. Have you heard of uh, a game called Rocket League? No. It just came out for the Xbox One. Or as I affectionately refer to it, the X-Bone. Oh. Uh, but it's been out on, I think it's been out on PC and PlayStation 4 for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And it's basically soccer, but you are a car. You, what? Yeah. And it sounds ridiculous when I describe it. it. I know it sounds ridiculous, but it is so much fun. It is so much fun. And the, the matches go pretty quickly and the really high intensity. So mm-hmm. once you go into one, you just go, 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 go. And then it ends. You can go right back into it. I need to break the habit okay. of staying up past midnight, getting my ass handed to me in, in Rocket car League and car soccer. Uh, what so are the, you even talking about? I'm, right I'm just saying I am hooked on Rocket League right now. Okay. And that is a part of my my geek uh, periphery. Uh-huh. Yeah. Adam so, Joystick Tetris. Adam Joystick Tetris. So it's an appropriate. It's I feel appropriate like you name. felt that, like having an R. You know what? That's probably what it was. You yeah. had car soccer, like just like coming through your pores <laughs> and it just connected. <laughs> And yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. trying to get that out with a Biore strip. Uh-huh. I had some car soccer coming out of my pores. Right. And I put a little Biore strip on my nose. Get so that car soccer out. out. Yeah. So how's the week going besides car soccer addiction? What else is happening? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the big one, isn't it? Well, first of all, happy brown bag day. Same to you as well. It's new comic book day again. It's a fun, fun time. Yeah. And it's a really good one today. Mm-hmm. There were books coming out that I completely forgot about. Really like? Black Widow. Yes. Which I've been very excited for, for a long time, and absolutely not following the release date. Mm-hmm. And surprise, surprise, Black Widow comes out today. Uh-huh. We'll talk about that in the uh, pull list, because, uh-huh. you know, I did pick that one up. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think both of us picked up essentially the exact same books. Okay. Yeah. Which is going to be odd. Well, we but, know you're really excited. Well, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, about, we, we, I'll save that save that comment for a later day. How about you? How's your week going? Week is going okay. Yeah. Um. You know, still very excited about the launch of Comic Book Junto or the mm-hmm. relaunch. For those of you who listened to the one or two episodes that were floating around the internet mm-hmm. years ago, mm-hmm. um, your wife. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I like comic book Junto. You should bring that back. <laughs> okay. I yep. think you guys are funny. Alexis, you don't even read comic books. I know. <laughs> but I just like you guys. She's my favorite. <laughs> She's my favorite critic so far. I just like it. 
Like, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, um, I got my tickets for uh, Batman v Superman. Yes, you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you, <laughs> how do you feel about getting your ticket? How how far is it? Like, how many weeks do you have to wait? I don't know. It's a bunch of weeks. Like, we we have well, a lot of time. Well, the thing is, they in the IMAX 3D, they're assigning seats now. Oh. So that was the thing that made me go, well, you know what? You're not about to put me all the way up in the front. Well, I was going to say, how do you feel about buying your ticket so far in advance? Does it feel like an accomplishment thing? But you had to do it out of utility. Right. It wasn't like, yo, yo, I got to get it because, yeah. you know, I want to be first. It was like, I don't care if I get it now or if I get it, you know... 10 minutes before I walk in the theater. Uh-huh. What I care about is where I sit. Uh-huh. Now, here's the situation. What happens if somebody's sitting in my seat when I walk in? Batman v Superman happens. That's what happens. That's what happens. Hey, look, player. Yeah. This ticket right here say that's my seat. Yeah. And you see I got my girl with me. What you want to do? <laughs> oh, you know what wow. I mean? What you want to do? Yeah, yeah. Either yeah. you can get up or I can make you get up. It's going to be Henry Cavill sitting there, Superman himself, and he'd be like, <laughs> look, I don't want any trouble, but also I could... I could shoot you with my laser eye beams. Dude, that's So a don't movie. even start. That's a movie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You really want this work? No. He, I he's burning through his <laughs> IMAX glasses. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but that's really... That was the motivation. I just want to make sure I had a good seat. Yeah. What are you going to do? Uh, I know I'm going to get a ticket eventually. I think we talked about this at some point in time where I, I bought a ticket to Star Wars the day before Star Wars mm-hmm, came out. Mm-hmm. And I was worried that I wasn't going to get a ticket. And then I thought, all right, now I'm at peace with the fact that I'm just going to see the movie eventually. I right. know I'm going to see it. Yeah. I'll see it at some point in time. Uh, and I ended up just waiting until the last moment. It worked out just fine. I had really great seats. Right. I can't complain about that experience. So now I'm feeling like, I'll have a similar experience going into Batman versus Superman. Mm -hmm. You know they're going to have tons of theaters playing this movie. It's a huge movie. But are you worried about seeing it in the IMAX 3D experience? I don't want to see it in 3D. If I can help it, I don't want to see it in 3D. Okay, because... Because 3D to me is... Oh, we did a 60-second shot clock yeah, complaint on this, didn't Yeah, we? yeah, yeah. But about Transformers and how I can't see any of the action taking right, place. Right, it, The screen is darker. It's harder for me to follow. Maybe mm-hmm. it's because I wear glasses and I got to put them on, on my glasses. Yeah. Do double glasses. That's a thing. It's something about that makes it so it's not as easy to follow the action on yeah. the screen. Yeah. Ideally, I see this in RPX which is that uh, Regal Premium mm-hmm. X-Men yeah. experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, which is, I think, bigger screen and louder. And that's it. And I'm cool with that. But isn't that what IMAX 3D really is anyway? IMAX is like bigger, biggest screen, mm-hmm. loudest, and also really dark. Because the 3D... Thing. I do like the stadium seats, though, in King of Prussia. Um, stadium seats, King of Prussia, great. Best part of the Gods of Egypt... Uh, experience <laughs> was being in a beautiful King of Fresha and sitting in a stadium. If you seat. listen to our one shot episode of Gods of Egypt, you know about our amazing experience. Yeah. Going to see Gods of Egypt. <laughs> and apparently the director heard our review <laughs> and has some amazing feedback for us. Yeah. We gave yeah, him yeah. feedback and he thought it was a back and forth. So he decided to give us some feedback as well. The the director of Gods of Egypt, the guy's name is Alex Proyas. Alex, thanks for listening. We appreciate that. Re- yeah, thank you very much for the uh, the five star review. Uh, don't listen to our last uh, uh, just, episode. Just 
you know, skip the gods of Egypt one, but keep stay with the but rest. We of appreciate it. your your support for the show. Thanks mm-hmm. so much. Uh, Alex Perez is furious, and he is going to the media to tell everyone that all of the critics tearing his movie apart are wrong and they're idiots. Oh, really? Uh huh. Uh huh. And he says. Uh, the, the the sentiment that he is mad about or mm-hmm. mad, like upset with is that people are, have this pack mentality. You see that a bunch of people say, oh, that Gods of Egypt was crap. Mm-hmm. And then someone else says, okay, Gods of Egypt was crap. Okay. And he's upset that people are not deciding for themselves. I'm upset that he don't have enough common sense to know that when the pack, when a large group of people say that something sucks, there's probably something to it. You know, if you make some food, right? Uh-huh. If you make some food for a group of people uh-huh. and that group of people go, mm, I'm not hungry anymore. And yeah. they came to eat. Yeah. That should tell you your food's not very good. It's not them. It's you. <laughs> yeah. It's Although, you. Let me take that one step further. Okay. This is like when you make some food for a group of people and suddenly that group of people has food poisoning. Explosive diarrhea. Explosive diarrhea. <laughs> and you're the one guy... You guys are idiots. You haven't had the food yet. And you're like, I'll, I'll pass on right. that. Yeah. yeah, he's upset with that person who has not decided for himself or yeah. herself. Now... And he says, and I quote, I applaud any film goer who values their own opinion enough to not base it on what the pack mentality says is good or bad. And here's the thing. Mm. Octavius... Mm-hmm. I think he's right. Okay. I think people should make decisions for themselves. Okay. You should form your own opinion based on your own experience. Agreed. Here's my opinion. Horrible movie. Joan was trash. Ugh. Hey, hey, um, I saw it for free and I almost walked out. That's my opinion. <laughs> I don't need a group. I didn't like gather with my friends and go, hey, do I feel like I want to walk out of this movie? No, uh-huh. I made that decision within my own brain sitting in my own seat. Uh-huh. You know? Like... I understand when you do something and you think it's really dope and you get some bad feedback, it's hard to do that. But at the end of the day, that's humility. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Nobody yeah. owes you a five-star rating. We, you don't owe us a five-star rating. If you want to give us one, we will take it and we're going to ask for what we want. But at the end of the day, if you choose not to, then you choose not to. Maybe he did not see his own movie. Maybe right before he was watching the final cut of his film, uh, his uncle Set came and plucked his eyeballs out. Ah! And he was like, well, it sounded good. <laughs> Put it out. <laughs> but for real, yo, you can't blame everybody. Like, Because I mean, seriously, you got to think about it. if everybody is saying something is not good, so everybody else is crazy. Like, but at the same time, it's hard because groupthink is really a thing. Yes, it is. You know, groupthink's a thing. But I don't think that this situation is is a groupthink situation. You and I were both in a situation where we could have been influenced by groupthink when we joined the Kanye West Life of Pablo. Right. Uh, what, what was that? Listening party? I don't know what this dude did. Well, I still don't know what it is. Where's I, my album, man? I don't have that album, Kanye. Where's my album, at, Kanye? I don't have that album, Kanye. Paid my money for it. It's not in my inbox. You ain't it? even send me no Walking Dead clothes and nothing. I, get, I, I have no updates from the company yet. They used to send emails that say, hey, it's coming. It's coming. Now they're like, nah, you Silent. burnt. You burnt. Yeah, it's slow for you. But we 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 <laughs> were slow for y'all. We, we, we got your money. It's over. Inside of a, a, a possibility to be influenced by groupthink, right? Big name, AAA, Kanye West, new album, and the thought was like, of course it's going to be fire. And 
I I was not sure walking out of there. I didn't want to be a, a part of the the congregation of people who just made a consensus based on that one mm-hmm. experience. Yeah, you know. So that's a real thing, and I agree with Alex Perez. That is a real thing. I understand how that's frustrating. The problem is, my dude, you made a terrible film, super bad. No, Superman, super bad is awesome. Oh, that super bad was super good. That was yeah, real good. But your your movie, sir. You, sir, have made a flop. 11% on Rotten Tomatoes. Let's move on. Okay. But yeah, we, we, we've done enough here. Um, so moving on, you brought to my attention that Marvel is doing something called uh, Timely Comics. Yeah. Tell me more about that. Uh, Timely Comics used to be the name of the comic book branch of the older publication company uh, that was owned by Martin Goodman, the guy who started, effectively started Marvel Comics. So that's what, in, that was his first name? Yeah, it was, uh, I think it was Timely Publications uh, back in like the 1930s and 1940s. Mm-hmm. And Timely Comics went away in the 60s and became officially just Marvel Comics. Yeah. So Timely is gone, and Marvel is here now. Okay. Marvel is bringing Timely Comics, the name, back Mm -hmm. in a really different way than what I would have expected. It's not like they're using it. You know how DC has uh, Vertigo? Vertigo? Right. It's not like they're doing something like that where it's its own publishing house. Mm -hmm. They are making a new bundle of comics that is kind of like the the in between point of a floppy issue, a single issue, right? And a trade paperback. Mm-hmm. So, beginning in June, certain Marvel comics under the brand of Timely Comics will be one bound issue of, or it's three issues bound together, right? For only three bucks. So, do we have a time period for which they're going to do this, or like we're going to take all one through three, and then there's going to be four through six, or is it? Or do we not know that yet? That's a really good question. I don't know. I have a feeling it's going to be something like a, just an entryway and that's it. Gotcha. I have a that feeling. Makes, that makes sense. Yeah. Image does, every once in a while, Image releases a, a number one issue for only $1. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sort it of like the greatest hits. Right. And I think that's really smart. That's a good way of getting people into an issue without having to commit to too much. Low barrier for entry. You can start at the beginning. Exactly. If you like it, you can be like, oh, I want to get you know more. Or I want to buy a trade or I want to buy whatever. I get that. And I, plus, I like the ability to be able to invest in someone else's you know, entry into comic books. Yeah. Like that makes it really, really cool. Yeah. I'm happy about this because I know I've had conversations with friends who have no idea how I'm able to spend $4 on a little floppy, like 30 page magazine, effectively. Because there's magic in it. Yeah, that's what I said. You know what? From now on, next time somebody asks you that, you say, Do you like magic? I'm sorry, sir. Do you believe in magic? Do you believe in magic? Would you pay $4 for a magic experience? Would you give me $4 if I could give you magic in return? Yeah. yeah. Would you, sir? And you keep yelling at them like that to the point where it's like, are we having a conversation? Do you want to fight? And then it's like, you know what? This happens to me a lot when I start talking about magic. See, I used to have an uncle who was a magician. Yeah. It's a really difficult thing. I don't want to talk about it anymore. So let's just focus on the comic books. Let's yeah. get back to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or what I could do is say, the Timely Comics is only three issues <laughs> for $3. Right. I think Marvel took the easy way out. They didn't want to talk about the magician stuff. Yeah, they didn't want to get into Zatanna and all that good stuff. How do you feel about this? Having a new format? In between a floppy and a trade paperback. Well, I think one, when it comes to business, you have to find ways to introduce new people to your brand. Mm-hmm. If they introduce new people into stuff, because they're making a lot of money off of movies. I always said, 
why don't you just have comics for sale after the movie at the theater? People are ready to buy stuff. Yo, that is such a good idea. Like why Marvel hire us? Yeah. You know, but, um, as we decided when we wanted to start comic book junto to begin with, it's all about sharing. Mm-hmm. So this makes it easier to share because nobody wants to come in if, that at like issue 50. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? People want to start a movie at the beginning. They want to start at season one when they're binge watching. Yeah. So we can get to a situation. That's all trades are, are is binge reading. Yeah. And we're in a time period of binging. So this could be like a little startup, a little barrier for entry. Doesn't cost a lot of money, not a big investment. And if you want to invest on behalf of somebody else, it's easier. Yeah. And it feels more substantial. You buy three issues that are bound together. It feels like, wow, that $3 actually took me kind of far. I'm getting a lot. And in comparison to the $3 we're talking about in Rebirth for DC, Oof. you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you're getting six. Well, I mean, you're getting three comic books for $3, mm-hmm. whereas other places you can't even get a comic book for $3. I'm into it. So I get it. I'm with it. What we got next? Uh, Poe Dameron Day. Let's say, let's bring it back to Star Wars. Huh? Mm-hmm. Right, stay under the Marvel umbrella. But uh, Poe Dameron, one of the characters from Episode Seven, yeah, Oscar Isaac, the X-wing rebel fighter, yes, he's getting his own comic book, and Marvel has announced that the day that his comic comes out, they are going to be celebrating Poe Dameron Day. When is it going to be Comic Book Junto Day? Uh, what That's day, what, I what, know. what day? What day would Comic Book Junto Day be? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess we can make that up as we go along. But I just think it's interesting. I say Wednesday. Okay, I guess I guess that's the place to start. Uh, the day we record, but no, it just seems like everything has a day. You know, I yes. saw on Twitter there was Nutella Day, so it kind of gets to the point where it's like having a day. What does that really mean? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what does it mean to have a day? Is that just an announcement? Like, is it barbecue day when I have a barbecue in my backyard? Yeah. Like, how do we get the rest of the world to go in agreement? Nobody asked me if I wanted to be Nutella day. Uh-huh. I'm okay with Poe Dameron day. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? What I, I, I like Poe Dameron day because it gives me an opportunity to say in April or next year or the year after that, be like, Hey boss, man, can't make it in. Can't come in. Can't make it in tomorrow. You know what time it is. I got a thing. That I'm doing. What do you got? What do you got going on, Adam? Some we should know about. Oh, something? it's just, uh, it's just you know, we, we observe Poe Dameron Day. Oh, okay. we what? observe. Yeah, I I come from a long line a of rebels. What are you talking about? Are you talking about the character from Star Wars? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I come from a long line of rebels. Wait, Adam, I'm sorry, right? I'm, I'm and not, I, I'm not quite sure I'm understand. Are you saying that you're not going to be coming into work because? Of Poe Dameron. Now, see, my, my mom was is this an, a real kid. My mom was an X wing rebel fighter. Okay. My, okay, my daddy was as well. My granddaddy before him. Okay, uh, uh, Poe Dameron days uh, on April sixth. I gotta go. I gotta go. We're leaving now. Are are we, we throw around the BB eight? We just toss it around. Okay. Uh huh. You know what? I don't really want to argue about this anymore. So just go ahead and go for it. Okay. Cool. Am I fired? Yes. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and don't come back. No, like, but- I, 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 I like having excuses. I mean, like, look, I got to take a day. It's well, Dameron Mental day. health day? No, 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 no. It's Poe Dameron day. But I mean, it's I'm, I'm excited for the comic. I haven't bought any of the Star Wars comics, but this is one that drew me in. Mm-hmm. It's weird that this was the one. Yeah, it you is. Know, I think it's, I, I, oh, are they going to have a Finn comic? They better. Oh, man. I, oh. I, how could they not? I, you can't do Poe Dameron without also having Finn. Well, maybe opinion. they haven't met yet. That's true. Like, it's spoilers. probably going to be like a prequel thing. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I'm excited. I want to read that. Uh, you bought a ticket to Batman versus Superman. I spent that we, money. We have covered that. 
funny enough, my wife was like, hey, when you buy your ticket, make sure you buy me one. I looked at it. I was like, now look here. Mm -hmm. Look at me. Mm -hmm. Look at me. Do you want to go see this movie or do you just want to go for a ride to the mall? Uh (laughs) She was like, no, I really want to see it. It looks exciting. I said, all right. Now look. You can't be asking me a million questions in the middle of this movie. Uh-huh. So she's she's actually excited to do see it. She's been watching the trailers. I haven't, of course. She's she's watching more trailers than you've Absolutely. seen. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I'm not watching no trailers. I know she probably doesn't have a code, but you have you have a oh, strong I have a strict code. code. Yeah. A strict code. Every man needs a code. Absolutely. If you don't mind my asking, mm-hmm. how much did you pay for that ticket? One ticket. Mm-hmm. I, Movie ticket, regular going price. Uh, I know collectively IMAX 3D for two tickets. It's a little more than eh, 39, like 40, something like that. How often are you going to see that movie? You're going to see it one time or do you think you got to go back, see it a second time, third time? Do you see movies twice in the theater? I, not often. I haven't seen movies twice. Uh, the last movie I saw multiple times in the theater was Heath Ledger. In you know the Dark Knight, Dark is it Dark Knight? Uh, yeah. Which one is that? It's one? Just the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. That's yeah. the one I saw that multiple times. Yeah, same. Um, so I mean, I probably get it digital. Well, depending upon how good it is, I get it on digital and you know throw it on on iTunes on the, on the Apple TV every now and then. Okay, here's the thing. Okay, uh, Warner Brothers is offering, or they were offering anyway, an ultimate ticket: the Batman versus Superman ultimate ticket. Mm-hmm. For the low, low price of $99. I'm sorry, what? The low, low, let me just say that one more time. The low, low price of $99, you get a customized, which I assume means your name is on it, customized little like uh, card looking, John. Maybe it looks like a credit card. And it is your ultimate ticket. You got ticket. money on it? It is your ultimate ticket to see Batman versus Superman as many times as you would like to. Infinite times. Until One time, two time, anymore. three time, four time. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that you can't just walk in. So can I just Dude, go to different movie theaters and just, be like, yo, let me let me see this drone again. You go in two years from now and be like, you yo, know they are see? squeezing every dime out of these franchises they possibly can. Yeah. Are you mad yeah. at it though? Like, cause there's a point where I'm like, man, can I really be mad at this? You know, if you know, look, it it's worth what people will pay for it. If you can sell it. You know what I mean? Because people, it, what? Because it, it becomes a collector's item. Well, if 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 I if I can assess, I bet you we've always sold movies once. Uh huh. I bet you if we if we charge a little bit more, we could sell movies to people over and over and over again who didn't even want to see it multiple times. You know what I mean? So the person who's sitting in the boardroom having that conversation pitches it, and people buy it. Success. Can't be mad at that person. I I understand that, and I am not upset with someone who decided that there's a a money making opportunity. I here. bet you a lot of people want to follow suit. The the function definitely that has been the case for this because they're sold out. They made uh, something like ten thousand of these ultimate tickets, mm-hmm. and there are no more. They didn't even market it to me because they knew I wasn't going. There for are that. no more. This is ridiculous to me. It okay. is a ridiculous idea. The the movie I'm pretty sure is two and a half hours long. Right. The idea that I would go and see it two times means damn, I liked that movie. Mm-hmm. Right? Or and, and you'd have to really like it to see it again. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. The idea a- that I would go and see it three times. That's preposterous. I'm I I'm like th- this would have to be a true masterpiece. Right. Or I have to have some really annoying friends who are like, come on, man. 
Yeah. You want to go? That that was pre- that would probably be the reason why I'd go see something multiple times. Four right? times? Five times? Six? Because if I see it three times uh-huh. and I'm paying twenty dollars for a ticket, we're at sixty bucks now. Right. But I paid ninety nine. Mm-hmm. To see it infinite times. Mm-hmm. Until it's not in theaters oh anymore. Oh my God. I'm not. If I ever in my life meet someone. No, you know what? I'm not going to say what I was about to say. I'm going to say this. I hope I meet someone who okay. has seen this movie more than three times. Did you get your money's worth? Because I want to talk to that person about that experience. Right. Because yeah. you, you know what? You're invited on the show. <laughs> You're invited. We will do like a telecast. I want to talk to you for 15 minutes. Tell me about... What you got each time you watched it? Oh, yeah, I, uh, I, I've seen it uh, seven times. And uh, on the seventh time, it was interesting because uh, uh, Batman punched Superman and <laughs> Superman punched him back. It was great. Uh, and um, uh, I ate popcorn, drank soda. It's a fantastic movie. I love, I love, never mind the fact that I can't believe you just made a nerd sound like that. Because look, we're, we're, we're all nerds here, okay? Right. But, but. I just waited for it. I'm, 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 trying, to, I'm trying to bring that back as often as possible. Hey, you never know. We just got to name that guy. We got Man Man. We don't know what he sounds like. Whoever that guy is, we'll just name him. We'll bring him in and see what he thinks about different things. Yeah. I'm pretty sure his name is Zack Snyder. Is that right? Frankly. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have Batman. He's going to punch Superman. Things are going to crash. And uh, uh, Wonder Woman is going to be in it as well. Seventh um, time's the charm. And I think if we can sell this movie ten times to people by charging them for it five times, <laughs> I think we have an opportunity to do something really awesome. What do you guys think? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I, I'm look. I'm I'm mad about this ultimate ticket. I'm mad that it's sold. I out. am mad at it. I'm not mad at it. No, look. If people are willing, it's not. They're not hurting any. See, this is the thing. It's not get your money at any cost. Huh. If it's hurting somebody, then we have a problem. We're not selling crack here. You know uh-huh. what I mean? We're not uh-huh. dealing with heroin or coke or something. We don't We're, know that yet. Maybe you go into the <laughs> you see the movie and then you just uh, I become- went in and I saw it one time and I thought I would be done, but now I find that I have to keep going back. I don't want to watch it. My <laughs> eyes actually are bleeding, but I can't stop going to see the same movie. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino. He he did the whole seventy millimeter roadshow. How do we know that this was filmed on like bath salts okay <laughs> we don't know are you we saying that this is what caused the walking dead it's it's possible i i don't want to rule it out i don't want to rule it out okay all right and i find it preposterous it's absurd i would never do this my vote never do this hey if people are willing to pay a hundred dollars for <laughs> for for seeing the same movie multiple for for the opportunity to see the movie multiple times yeah right 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 then you have to make the time you ain't make the people pay for that they chose to pay for it. what movie would you buy an ultimate pass for would you octavius a newman Mm. buy an ultimate pass for i can't it's it's here's the hard thing for me it's hard to wrap my mind around that while i like going to the movies i like the experience of going to the movies and seeing different things Uh because if that's the case I don't. I don't really watch old things that often because there's so much new stuff to consume. Uh-huh. So it's it, it would be the value for me doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, because there's going to be so many other like I don't sit at home and watch something Anchorman, you've already seen. Anchorman, which is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, I might put it on maybe a handful of times a year. I won't even get through the whole thing mm-hmm. because there's new episodes of uh this show and daredevil's coming out and broad city's coming out and you know blackish is on like i I just i'm not just sitting and watching the same thing over and over yeah i revisit the wire 
Really? I mean, honestly, I mean, so every once in a while, I'm not sure what new thing I want to get into. And when I, when I get into it, especially with television, when especially with TV, I think, do, do I want to commit myself to going down this this path, mm-hmm. a new show? And I'm going to watch all of those episodes. Speaking of which, I got to get into Games of Thrones. Games of Thrones. Yeah, Game of yeah, Thrones. yeah, yeah. <laughs> get into those Games of Thrones, man. Right. Uh, I do it with The Wire, though. And, and honestly, I, I could do it where I have the box set and I will take a disc out of random any one of those seasons and put it in and I can watch any one of those episodes at any time and just dig it. It's it's that good. It's that mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it's the only thing that I will do that with. That and, come to think of it, Cowboy Bebop, hmm. the anime. I could watch basically any episode of Cowboy Bebop at any time and be content. Even though it's, you know, like you said, it's old. Right. Yeah. I could revisit that for sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, get your money, uh, Warner Brothers. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? They did. It's, it's, they did. They're going to find a way. Like, they got hashtags where you get emojis on Twitter. They got stickers on Facebook. Cereal. They got cereal, and they got comic books inside the cereal. Shoot, uh-huh. when I bought my uh, tickets, they gave me free digital comics. One of the comics I already had, but even still. Maybe uh, Warner Brothers can contact Kanye West at mm. Def Jam Records mm. and okay. say, look at all this stuff we're giving to people. How about that? Uh, what about, how about, here's a novel idea. When someone pays you for something, you give them the product. Right. How's Kanye West talking about making another album talking about TurboGrafx-16? You ain't even give me the one I paid for. I'm not, get, I'm not gonna do this. I don't know. I'm not gonna get into this. Next topic, Gambit movie. So, word on the street is this Gambit movie has been bumped. It looks moved, like Moved. Possibly canceled. Maybe not canceled. But at the end of the day, it seems like because of the popularity of Deadpool's movie and the conversation about an X-Force movie and a possible Deadpool sequel... Um, and it, you know, like, it seems like who's the girl who plays Mystique? What's her name? In uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence yeah. might not be coming back for another. Uh-huh. Hugh Jackman might not be coming back for Wolverine anymore. Uh-huh. Um, like, it seems like the director. Who's this is so X-Men. X-Men. They're just Apocalypse. dying. They're dropping like flies. Yeah. So there's, there's <laughs> all of this kind of like shakeup going on. So it seems like we might be in a time period where the X-Men movie franchise could kind of be moving in a new direction. And the newest and most successful thing is Deadpool. Uh-huh. So rather than kind of building Gambit off of X-Men, why not build Gambit off of Deadpool X-Force? Of course, this is all speculation. These are not facts, but it's fun to speculate sometimes. Are you excited about a Gambit movie? Does it, does it bother you that it might be by the wayside now? I'm more excited about Deadpool 2. I'm more excited about X-Force. I haven't seen anything and I haven't received anything through the media that's got me, oh, like I'm kind of like, oh man, you know, I would have liked to see a Gambit movie. But if you're telling me I'm going to get another Deadpool and X-Force, I'm more excited about that. It's not like you just took Gambit away yeah. and it's never going to come back. You moved it or bumped it or shifted it. So, you know, again, you got to do it smart. If you find out that you got a lane that you can run through and nobody's doing it, you kind of be a fool to go, no, we said we were going to do Gambit. Yeah. Like, nah, get that, get the money, get the people what they want, build that community, you know, see what happens. I, I just want to see Channing Tatum do the Cajun accent. Mon ami. Uh, I, I want to see, uh, yeah, I want to see that whole, I feel like that's going to be a mess. 
And so I want to see that. Well, he kind of did a weird exit in Hateful Eight. Yeah. And I, actually, I loved him in Hateful Eight. Mm-hmm. I thought Channing Tatum was terrific right. in Hateful Eight. Mm-hmm. So I, I I think he has the chops, but, but Gambit's Cajun accent is a mess. Yeah, Cajun accent. I, I can't think of too many people... I don't even know the Cajun. I can't even hear Cajun accent in my head right now. It's like that Southern French. It's Creole. Right? I imagine that that's kind of what some of the people in uh, Southern Bastards sound like. Uh, maybe, maybe. Like uh, some of the people in the. I don't know. I'm making this stuff up. What do I know? Yeah. Uh, watch the Saturday morning cartoons, like the old, the old X Men cartoons. Yeah. Listen to Gambit say anything. And then imagine that would be turned into a movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why they're having some difficulty. Well, it seems like this movie has had a lot of like just drama, yeah. not necessarily like beef, but just it gets moved. It's this, it's that. Yeah. Things are happening. So it's one of those things that I haven't really, I'm not sitting here like waiting with bated breath. It's like when you give me more to be excited about, I'll be excited. Yeah. You know, there are things that are more solid that are right in front of me that I'm dealing with. I remember when X2 came out, Brian Singer's second X-Men movie came out, and there's a scene, I think Mystique was uh, hacking into a computer or something like this, and there were a bunch of names flashing on a computer, and I remember sitting in the theater and looking at the computer and seeing the names and looking for names that I would recognize, maybe some little Easter eggs, X-Men characters that aren't in the movie or would be in the movie, and seeing Remy LeBeau. Mm-hmm. On the screen, Gambit, Remy LeBeau, yeah, and freaking out. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm smacking my friend to the left. I'm like, did you, did you see that? You slapped him across the face and yelled at him. Well, I'm like, yeah, yeah. We got into a physical altercation, <laughs> but I was so excited. I, I wanted to make sure I wasn't the only person who saw that. I didn't right. just make that up. Right, right. And I kept thinking, Gambit's going to be in the movie. He's going to show up. Mm-hmm. And at this time, I liked Gambit a lot. And that was many years ago, and I no longer like Gambit a lot, mm-hmm. and I am not excited for a Gambit movie. But at there all. was a time, not at all, there was a time in my life where I flipped out about his name being written out on a computer screen. And yeah. that 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 flame has burned out. Well, we'll see if they can rekindle it. Yeah. In movie news, we got bigger movie news. Uh-huh. Uh, have you read Dark Tower? I haven't. Stephen King's Dark Tower. I haven't, and I feel like I need to now because of this news. I've only read the first one, and I'm actually dismayed to find out that the movie is not going to be based on the first book. Mm-hmm. They're starting in the middle of the storyline, okay. which is interesting. But none of that matters because Idris Elba, the god himself, <laughs> he's that good. He's going to be in the movie. Yeah. And there was this rumor. It was, uh, I think there was a rumor that he was going to be cast as the protagonist, Roland. And a lot of people got real excited mm-hmm. and a lot of people got real pissed mm-hmm. as it goes. Right. And Idris Elba confirmed definitely going to be Roland Deshane in the movie. Idris Elba can do anything. And Matthew McConaughey. And Matthew McConaughey as the bad guy. Yeah. And... Uh, the woman, I think Abby Lee, who was in the Abby Lee dance company. No, no, no. Thank you. No, what's Abby Lee is going to be in this movie? I think they might be making, but might be making a bad turn. What? 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 What, what, what is this? What is this? Abby. <laughs> oh no! My wife watches this show called Abby Lee's Dance Company, and Abby Lee is this lady who yells at these little girls <laughs> and like screams and makes them cry. Oh, it's really, really. I'm like, my child will never be. <laughs> Taught by some woman 
yelling and screaming at them. I don't think that Abby Lee okay. was cast. Okay, awesome. But Abby Lee, who was in Mad Max Fury Road, and she played one of the wives okay. of Immortan Joe. Okay. She was the blonde woman uh, ah. who was pregnant in the movie. Uh, gotcha. She's going to be in the movie as well. Mm-hmm. It, I, put Idris Elba in the movie. I'm done. I, I don't care. I'm going to see Idris Elba is one of the people who, when he does a movie, I'm like, okay, let's see what he's talking about. I'm in. You know, like yeah. Luther. Yep. The Wire. Yep. I mean, who was the one where it's basically Godzilla is fighting each other? Uh, Pacific, Pacific Rim. Rim. Yeah. I didn't even like Pacific Rim. I didn't either. But Idris Elba was there, so right. whatever. They're Sign talking about up. him possibly being James Bond. Yep. And Matthew McConaughey, you know. He's terrific. Since he was in... Um, True Detective. Uh, True Detective. Yeah. You know? Time so is a flat circle. Yeah. Time is a flat circle. I missed that show. I missed the first season of yeah, that, that show. Yeah, that second season was... It took a L. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it really did. Like, holeless. Um, how do you feel about Idris Elba taking the, the, the role of a character who is established as white? Well... I would, this kind of gets us into the next bit, the next, the next topic. And I think that's a, a, a big conversation for us to talk about. So let's just dive in. Do you want to drop this bomb? Yeah. So word on the street is, um, we talked about this and I think it was a, literally our first episode of comic book Junto. Was yeah, it? it was, yeah. um, we were having a conversation about the casting of Danny Rand for the iron fist, uh, Netflix series. And we were wondering if they were going to cast an Asian American. Are they going to cast an American? Mm-hmm. Are they going to cast a white guy, a black guy? You know, is it going to be a woman? Like, what, what are we going to do? Where are we going? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but in my mind, in my heart, in my in my hopes and dreams, I'm like, they're going to go Asian American. Mm-hmm. How cool would that be? Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but. It really didn't seem like it mattered that much to me at the time. It was kind of like, ah, you know, whatever they want to do. And you can even go back and listen to our conversation about that. We were kind of like, oh, let's see what happens. So it turns out, according to rumors, we don't know if this is officially true, because I don't know if Netflix or Marvel has officially said. Have they? I know officially. I don't believe we've gotten official confirmation from any of the companies who have their hands in this. But it seems like this has so much momentum, it's impossible to ignore. Yeah. So... Um, so it turns out that the person who's going to be um, rumored to be um, playing Danny Rand, Iron Fist, is his name is Finn Jones. Finn, you, you might recognize, well, not you, Octavius, because you, you haven't seen Games of Thrones. Not Games of Thrones. Uh, yes. Finn Jones played Loris Tyrell, or the, the Knight of the Flowers uh, in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And he has been announced, we think, we're pretty sure. We're like 90% sure he's been announced to play Danny Rand. Yeah. The Iron Fist. Right. What are your thoughts? So, I was let down. Yeah? I was let down. I was really, really let down because we've talked about this whole situation where American white guy goes to indigenous people, Mm -hmm. learns their secrets... And becomes better than all becomes of them. better than them yeah. at their secrets. Yeah, brings those secrets to America and uses them to fight crime. Yeah. Now we understand that that's something that happened in the past. Mm-hmm. And I am the guy who doesn't want to make Batman black. Sure, I'm not. 
I don't want to see I don't want to see Batman become black now for diversity. If he's like, yourself uh, was Batman, I'm telling you. Oh my god, I'm telling you, I would see that. Mo- I would get the ultimate pass, <laughs> and I would see that movie six times over and over and over uh-huh, again. Uh-huh. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of like we have to keep in mind that systemic racial issues are real. Yeah, and I know that there's source material that we're building on. But we have to look at the past and go, everybody was white, straight and male. Mm-hmm. And what we were doing probably wasn't cool. Mm-hmm. So now that we have an opportunity to reboot and redo these things, maybe we should start considering and being a little more sensitive to some of the things. Maybe write the uh, take this opportunity to do differently now. Yeah. We don't have to be enslaved to what we did in the past. Yes. So I was hoping it just seemed like a layup. It seemed like a layup, an awesome opportunity to go. I wanted to see Asian American dealing with, man, I'm an Asian. I got to be the Kung Fu guy. Yes. You know, isn't that stereotypical? Dealing with, you know, being maybe a second generation Asian American and dealing with his family. Like, I wanted to see that dynamic. I was really excited to see that story told because that's a story that I wanted to see. Yeah. But again... Another white guy story. Yeah, I'm. I'm really. And no disrespect to white people, because I have white friends. Sure, at least one. But we have stories. <laughs> we got a lot of them. Right. I, and you know what? You you make an excellent point when you said these the the, the status quo of comics and these ty- types of stories decades ago now and decades ago but when iron fist was created the status quo was white people are the heroes of the story mm-hmm. so. The notion that it has to stay consistent, if you're going to bring this character to the screen in 2016, the notion that it has to stay a white dude is it's bunk because it's buried in a lot of really messed up politics from yesteryear. Yeah. And we have an opportunity to be more creative and more considerate and more inclusive and open to so many different possibilities for Mm -hmm. this story. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm really frustrated because I know Marvel hasn't made an official announcement on this, and I I haven't seen Marvel put a poster out, a concept image out that says, Finn Jones is Iron Fist. Maybe this is to come, but I'm frustrated that Marvel hasn't issued an explanation. Because I think there is... Do you feel like an explanation is necessary? I think an, ex, I think an explanation will never hurt to be able to be invited into the creative process, meaning I would be able to see the Marvel studio and and Netflix studio and their process, their journey of saying, we hear you. We are aware of everyone here who says it would be a good idea to make Danny Rand an Asian American. We hear that. However, we do think we've made the best decision. And here's why Mm -hmm. ABC, Mm -hmm. even if I disagree I've still been welcomed into the the process. There's some transparency into why they think this is the way to go. Yeah. And that's all I want. I if you honestly believe that Finn Jones is the person for this job, I disagree with you because I think there are so many other people who yeah. would have made a much bigger impact and would have been excellent for the job. However, let me in on why you think that. Don't just drop it 
and be like, well, there it is. Well, truth of the matter is Marvel has officially not said anything. That's true. Netflix has officially not said anything. So right now we are a lot of people who are getting upset. Here's a pack mentality, right? You know, a lot of people get upset and we we trigger each other. And I know this is happening, but it's... It's it's not fair, and it's also not plausible that Marvel would be able to say, well, we haven't made official word yet, because they live on the internet. They're up on Twitter. They're up on Facebook. They can drop information anytime. I know it needs to be cleaned up and curated. I know it needs to be the official press release. I get it. It's a corporation. However, you can't just stand back while people are upset about this thing, while people are crying foul. Why not just step in and say... Here's how it is. Also, so maybe, you're not, it's not so much that you're saying they have to do what you want to do. What you're saying is, I want to know why. Tell me more. I want to know why. Because I'm upset that they didn't cast an Asian American. Mm-hmm. I came up in my brain, I came up with a plot that makes sense right. why you would have an Asian American reconnecting with his or her uh, cultural heritage. Yeah. It, it, I, there were a lot of things that I could see happening, and I think they would have been really mm-hmm. meaningful. Mm-hmm. And not having that happen in favor of just having a white person and no disrespect to Finn Jones, because I, I like Finn Jones as an actor and I think he's great in Game of Thrones. Yeah. To to take that opportunity off of the table in favor of just having a white person and have no explanation, no no purpose behind it, no no mindfulness toward the outrage, the, the conversation that happens between you and I mm-hmm. on Twitter, on Facebook, wherever. Man, that, that feels sloppy. It feels irresponsible. Yeah. Now, there's another piece to this that is very important to me as well. I think that it's important that we also have a conversation about putting our time and our effort and our resources into telling different stories because there's a legitimate point to be said that says Danny Rand is white. The character Danny Rand has been established as a white person. So, 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 so to, so this is, this is the struggle in me. This is the honest wrestle in me Mm -hmm. to run up on the creator of Danny Rand and go, how come you didn't make an Asian? He'd look at he or she would look at me and go, because he's white. Yeah. Well, I want him to be Asian. Well, go make your own character. How are you going to tell me what to do with my character? Yeah. I would be very angry, very upset if someone ran up on me and they said, how come so-and-so is not a woman? Yeah. It's like, because he's a not, man. Yeah. It's a, well, it's how a come so-and-so is not a man? Yeah. Because it's a woman. Like, what are you talking? Like, what do you mean? Yeah. I don't, like, I don't owe you anything. Like, I don't have to. But I think it comes... This is the conflict. It comes into the situation when... You look out into the world and you say, I'm unrepresented or underrepresented, and you have all the power. Yeah. And since you have all the power, I don't trust you. Yeah. That's what it really, that's what it's really saying. I'm saying, I don't trust you to do right by me, by us, by my friends, yeah. by, the, by the, I don't trust you, Marvel and Netflix, to show the world as it is. I don't trust your media. So I'm getting upset because I feel like you're not going to take care of me. You're not going to do right by me. Yeah, good you know point. What I mean? Good and, point. And that's, and that's what really my frustration is. It's not about making Danny Rand white. It's that I thought that they would consider us. Mm-hmm. And they didn't. And that's exactly to, why. To, to, to me, now, I don't think that that's ultimately fair, though. I got to check myself. And I got to own 
I got to own my feelings. Like, mm-hmm. I can't be mad at Marvel because they didn't do what I wanted them to do, mm-hmm. you know? But mm-hmm. it really is like, well, if I'm going to check myself, then here's my honest critique. Put your time, put your talent, put your energy and effort in telling other stories, please. Yeah. Show me that you care by doing so. Thank you for Finn. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A new character. You mean Finn from Star Wars? Finn from Not Star Wars. Not Finn no, who no, no. is playing Iron yeah. Fist. Thank you for Finn from Star Wars. Yeah. Lift up, build up, create a new character yeah. for me to love. Yeah. Don't make him the sidekick of necessarily. Not that that's bad. But don't make him the, okay, you can be it when I'm not here. Yeah. Sam Wilson. Now, you know he, what I mean? You can be it when I, when I don't feel like it, Miles Morales. I got a question for you. How do you feel about Kamala Khan, mm-hmm. uh, who is a, 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 a new character? Kamala Khan is is Miss Marvel. She's a new... Well, she's taking the mantle of a character that exists, but she's a new character in that she is Kamala Khan, and Kamala Khan has her own story, right? And she is uh, a, a Muslim, which is totally new in Marvel's world of superheroes, right? But right. she's Miss Marvel. She's, you know, the new Miss Marvel. How do you feel about Finn versus Kamala Khan in the sense that you have a character who is 100% original and is not taking up the mantle of mm-hmm. someone else, mm-hmm. fully original? Mm-hmm. And then you have a character who is uh, taking up the mantle of someone else, but doing it in a way that is more considerate of diversity and inclusiveness. I think all of them are necessary. Yeah. I think one is easier for the majority to, to, to process than the other. Which one? I think that taking a known existing mantle and going here is easier for the, the masses to digest. And it takes less resources. Yeah. It takes less time. Take takes less money, mm-hmm. takes less marketing, takes mm-hmm. less effort. You can just go, you guys like Spider-Man? Yeah. He's black and black and black and Hispanic. Yeah. Huh? Just trust us. You like Spider-Man, don't you? Come buy this. And then there's you Sam Wilson. Sam Wilson, who takes the mantle of Captain America. And while it might be easier to make that transition for some people, there are a lot of people who are fans of Captain America who are ultra patriotic and patriotic in this case is being used as a euphemism for white supremacists, mm-hmm. right? People who like to see America as a white face, a mm-hmm. white man, mm-hmm. right? So in that instance, it seems like the transition is not easy because you are changing the legacy of a character. Yeah. For, for me, I was you just gave me the news before we started recording mm-hmm. that Steve Rogers, young Cap, original Cap, yeah. is coming back. Yeah. And I'm bummed out by that. Because Steve Rogers still exists in the Marvel Universe right now as an old man. He still exists. But He's see, still doing stuff. That's the problem. See, that's the problem. And this is not a problem in the sense of this is bad, don't do it. But that's the problem when you try to make diversity by building on someone else's stuff. Because uh-huh. at the end of the day, you got to give it back. Do you, though? Well, yeah. Because that's what they're going to do. Yeah. They're going to give it back. You see what I'm saying? Is Miles Morales in the con- is is Miles Morales Spider Man? No, he's not Spider Man. Yeah, he's Spider Man. Who about to be in this movie? 
Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Well, it, like, let's it, say, are we gonna are we going to officially say? Because it's and and this is the this is the part that's hard. And I've had these conversations with some of my well, some of my you know peers. Yeah. It feels like here. Be quiet. Here, uh-huh. Here's Miles Morales. Here, here's Sam Wilson. Here's Kamala Khan. Are you guys good now? Did we did we do it? Uh, are we like, diverse? Like it's like did, it's we we did it. A quota. You're, we're, they're we're, pandering. We're they're pandering. Here, here uh, here's here's Carol Danvers. We're, we're we're good, right? We can go back to making the white straight guys now, right? Mm. Okay, cool. Okay, um, you know what? Let's bring let's bring Steve Rogers back. Well, hold up. I thought Captain America was black. <laughs> well, I mean, he's not. He's not black. Yeah. I mean, Sam Wilson is black. For, for a, I mean, we gave you guys a while. Now yeah. we need him back now, and it's kind of like he was never black. Oh, I see what you're doing. You're pandering to us. And then is is it better than it, it, would it be better if Miles Morales was a completely different character altogether? Well, I don't think it would be better or worse. I think that what we're doing right now is we're ha- we're, we're we're hashing out the the conversation. Yeah. We're saying as the person experiencing this, what you meant and what's happening may not be the same. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Because even as we get into, I think this we can even transition into the books of the week from this point as I well. I can't wait to um, talk about we're, that. We're, we're, getting into, we're getting into the conversation of like, how is it perceived? Yeah. I want a character who is like me. Yeah. You know, and I think there are a lot of people who want characters like them. We don't want to borrow your character necessarily because then I don't really have a character. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now, we all use story plots and we're not trying. I'm not trying to, like, tell you what story you can tell. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is there's a pattern here of Thor's a girl until it's not anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Wolverine's a girl. Until Logan comes back, mm. it's like, can you just invest in? A, and, and this is a conversation I was having with somebody else, but it's hard. You don't go right as hard. Mm-hmm. S- systematic racism is a thing. This is difficult. You not doing it because it's not easy. And I'm not talking about, you know, I- I'm not talking to anyone in specific because I don't know any names or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying in general, I'm kind of talking to a straw man, like. Mm-hmm. Not doing it because it's hard is not a good excuse. Mm -hmm. Make a black character. Make a Latino character. Make an Asian character. Make a fill-in-the-blank character. Put the money, put into the marketing, into the creation, put the creative team behind it, and let it stand the same way and build it up. Who the heck's favorite character was Iron Man? Mm -hmm. Ten years ago. Nobody. Now, little kids' favorite character is Captain America. Because of the movies, you because mean. they invested, the way that they've because they invested their resources in it into making huge mainstream leaps, right? Yes, like making a movie with Captain America in it, making a movie with Iron Man in it, making those movies were were giant culminations of effort, effort. that we don't see invested in characters who are people of color. Or how about the fact that uh, uh, we haven't seen a female superhero? I I shouldn't say female. A, a woman who is a superhero mm-hmm. in a movie as the star of the entire damn exactly. movie. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And that's 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 messed up, right? Now I understand the strategy. I understand strategy. I get it. 
You can't just wake up in the morning and do what you want to do. And you got to build. You got to, you have to meet people where they are and walk them to where you want them to be. Mm-hmm. I get that. But then it goes into what you're saying of like, can you just, can you like put my heart at ease? Can you give me something to let me know? Because at the end of the day, I think what we're really saying is we don't trust you. Yeah. If young Metro don't trust you. I'm going to shoot you. There you go. And yeah. at the end of the day, what we're saying is we don't trust you to take care of us. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people are saying. And that's where the frustration's coming from. Because if you know someone's got your back, you're not so worked up if they don't do what you want them to do when you want them to do it. Because you know, through word and deed, this person's on my side. And they've yeah. shown me yeah. time after time that they got my back. Even when I don't understand what they're doing, they got me. But we, what we have seen is you don't got us. Time after time, you don't got us. In our lifetime, do you think we will ever see Miles Morales in the movies? Well, how long has the Marvel Cinematic Universe been around thus far? Not very long. So Iron Man, the, the, the first Iron Man movie was the first Marvel Cinematic Universe So that's movie. after Blade. We don't count Blade. That's the yes, Blade. Blade. Yeah, Blade. I wish we counted Blade because that's, that is a mint movie. And Blade 2 was perfect. <laughs> and Blade 3 was not. Thanks. So, so Iron Man, 2008. Yeah, 2008. Right? So we're, you know... It hasn't been 10 years. Okay. So we've had... This is the third Spider-Man we're getting now. So, of course, we can do time travel. Of course, we can do, you know what I mean, like different Earths and different worlds and all that kind of stuff. I really can't call it because that's the thing about comic books. There there are no rules. They can drop Miles Morales on the scene in Avengers. Mm-hmm. In, in, in Civil I mean, who knows what's going to happen when Thanos pop up on the scene? We really yeah. don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, it's not a matter of ability. It's not, oh, we can't. We just couldn't figure it out. Like, you could yeah. do it if you wanted to. But you all, but the, at the same time, you don't owe me that. This is just a fan expressing passionately. Yeah. I'm, I'm more asking the question on the level of, do you think it will ever be possible that Miles Morales is Spider-Man? At, like, Peter Parker is no longer Spider-Man? Correct. No. You don't think it'll ever happen? No. And I... Don't want to agree with you, but I do agree with you. Yeah, because because Spider Man's Peter Parker. Yeah, and I <sighs> and that's and that's not a bad thing. Yeah, that's not bad, but it's problematic. You see what I'm? You see how it's both at the same time? It feels so. It but it feels so tricky and so Spider-Man, odd. Spider Man is Peter Parker, and Spider Man is Miles Morales. Yeah. However. You've created this world where both of these characters exist and so and so and so. But at the end of the day, if I'm Octavius Akil Newman the first, and my son's name is Octavius Akil Newman the second, he's still Octavius Akil Newman the second. Uh-huh. He's not somehow the first. Yeah. He isn't because I'm the first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and that's not a bad thing. He is who he is. You know, this is a made up son that I don't have. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but, you know, like that's the thing. Um, Spider-Man's Peter Parker. Wolverine is Logan. Batman yeah. is Bruce Wayne. You know? Like, yeah. night, like Dick Grayson's not Batman. It's funny that you come up with it, that uh, anecdote of your son couldn't ever actually just take your name and be you. Even if he has the exact same name, right. he ain't me. Because that exact scenario has played out in Marvel Comics and the Marvel movies, which is reconciling why we have Nick Fury, 
who is a white dude mm-hmm. and Nick Fury, who is Sam Jackson. Because Nick Fury, Sam Jackson mm-hmm. was in the movies right. and that was the, the, we were like, okay, this is Nick Fury. That's it. And then he gets put into the comics where they, there's an odd sequence here, but he's in the comics as Nick Fury and he looks just like Sam Jackson in the, the ultimate universe. Ultimate universe. That's him. Right. Uh huh. And then we also get uh, Nick Fury in the not ultimate universe in the six one six. And then they have to explain like how, how what, 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 who, right. how is this possible that yeah. we have so many Nick Furies? And it comes through that the black Nick Fury is actually the son of white Nick Fury. Huh? I did not know this. Yeah. So the explanation that they had to create in order to have those characters cohabitate is incomprehensible. It is very difficult to follow, but they had to put that into play to appease the people who are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But Nick Fury is white. And they're like, yeah, you're right. We, this is a different Nick Fury. It's a different one, not the other one. So you couldn't just replace the character is what I'm getting at. They, they, they couldn't just say, well, this is Nick now and he's a black guy. That's it. Right. They just had to have a whole brand new thing and say, yeah, it's just a separate entity entirely. Even talking about it, I feel like I'm talking in circles. It, it makes very little sense. And that idea that they couldn't make in a, they couldn't make an original character. They couldn't invest a ton of effort into making a completely original character without using the mantle of someone who was established mm-hmm. means that as a, a fan and a reader, I'm like, I don't have, um, I what? guess, I guess what I'm saying is it, it just, cr- it creates a mess. That's what oh, I'm it's, saying. Yeah. It's a mess. So I, it, not, uh, internet I'm torn. So that's what you're hearing in me. I, I yeah. don't have the answer. Neither not, of I, us. I, I'm not saying have the answer. Here's what it is. Just do that and pay me to do it. I'm not saying that, but what I'm doing is I'm being transparent on the air. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm, I'm working through my frustrations with my buddy, Adam, for you guys all to hear. So that's what's going on. So I guess what I'm saying is, is it would be, it would, it it would be helpful to the situation if people invested in new characters while considering the opportunities to do better by the ones you've done in the past. Yeah. Because we can't put all the weight on Danny Rand has to be white. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like maybe he, maybe he doesn't have to. I think the point, but at the same time, there's another side that goes, why don't you just make, why don't you serve the people who are buying your stuff? Yeah. Serve them. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, if you go into a particular area, you know what the demographic is and they say, we want this. You go, well, I know you want that, but this is how we do it. It's like, well, F you too. You know what I'm saying? Like, Dad, we're telling you what you we, we telling you what we want, and you just keep giving you keep keep giving us what you want to give us. Yeah, I I think the point is that putting effort into diversity and consideration of what the world actually looks like, correct, is not unilateral. You can't just say I'm only going to do this one thing and it fixes all of it. Right. It's you not, can't just say, like I'm that. only going to make Danny Rand Asian American or white or whatever, and it fixes all of it. Because what will happen is you, you'll make Danny Rand Asian American, 
There's going to be a whole group of people who go hooray. A whole group of people going to go, how dare you? Uh huh. And that still doesn't fix it. Yeah. Because it's not a, it's, we're not talking about a fix. Yeah. And you, you, it, you are never done. This doesn't get solved. This, the, the issue of making sure that we have full consideration of all types of people, all varieties of, of human being on this planet is not something that stops yeah. ever. And that's what, and I really think we nailed something with the, it's a lack of trust. It's a lack of trust. That's what it is. You yeah. just don't, it's like when someone's cooking and you be like, you're putting a lot of salt. In it. Can you get off my shoulder, please? Like, <laughs> let me cook the food. It's, it's always food. Goodness It's gracious. always food. Get from, all right, you want to cook the food? You want me to cook it? You know, but that's what it is. You don't trust that person. Yeah. But if you trust them, hey, should I put, man, you know how to make the food. Go ahead and make it. Yeah. That's. I but believe you'll do the right thing by me, by right. you, by us. You know, you know what my situation is. You know what I like. You know what I don't like. I know you'll consider me. So that's what we're saying, Internet. That's what we're saying, Marvel, DC, geek culture. Consider us. And by us, I don't just mean Kampok Junto or black people or white people or mm-hmm. Asian people. I mean the world mm-hmm. is full of all, all kinds of uses. Consider us, all of us. All of them. That should be the name of this episode, Consider Us. Yeah. Consider us. That's good. That's good. We should get into our pull list because a lot of what we're talking about has uh, a heavy platform in one of our book of the week. Suggestion. Yeah. Uh, Why don't we just do Spider-Man? You want to just do that one? Yeah. I say, well, let's focus on that one because I I don't want to, I don't want to dilute the conversation. Right. Okay. And we had two books of the week. If you recall from last time. We had Old Man Logan, number three. Mm-hmm. Um, spoiler alert, it's good. Pick it up. Yeah. Uh, and Get we that. had Miles Morales. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Get that, John. Ooh. That's huh? it. I, I don't even want to focus on it. Huh? I just want to let it sit. Meditate on it. Yeah, meditate on it. For those of you that. who don't know how to use the word. Uh, the other book of the week was Spider-Man, issue two. Yes. Spider-Man, issue two, has a lot to do with the conversation you and I are having right now. I want to I want to say this one thing. Please. You ever notice that the comic is called Spider-Man? It's not called so and so Spider-Man yeah. or the such and such Spider-Man or the Spider-Man of it's just Spider-Man. Spider-Man. This is Spider-Man. I love that. I I like that's something that I thought about as I was looking at this issue and thinking about what you and I are going to talk about. Mm-hmm. That's important to me and this issue Proved its importance. It 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 confirmed that significance to me. Uh, at this point, Octavius and I are going to leap into our book of the week, which is Spider Man issue number two by Brian Bendis and Sarah Pacelli. And there are going to be some spoilers. So if you have not read Spider Man issue number two, we highly recommend that you go and pick it up and read it because we are going to talk about it in heavy detail beginning. Now, we're in it. Uh, thoughts on this issue. We read the first one. Mm-hmm. Let's do a quick recap on the first one. Uh, Miles Morales is doing very badly in school. Yeah. His mom is furious <laughs> with him. Oh, yes. And he is zipping around as Spidey in Manhattan and sees that a large he, portion of the city is laid to waste. And his dad knows he's Spider-Man. Oh, yes. And his dad knows the secret that Miles is Spider-Man. And his buddy, Genki, knows he's Spider-Man as well. That's correct. And I think 
those are the only people who know. I believe so from what I know. And he zips into Manhattan. He sees that a lot of the city is in rubble and there's a demon slinking around doing demon things and he's got to fight the demon. And then at the end of the issue, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, shows up and says, very accusatory, Right. What did you do? Yeah, yeah. What did you do? Right. And you and I had proposed a couple of theories as to what was happening. And I think both of us agreed maybe this was like a training sequence. That's what we thought. We thought maybe um, he messed it up or we, we didn't think that it was the literal. I just showed up on the scene. What the heck did you just do? So let's pick it up there. But it turns out that it was uh, I just dropped on the scene. Peter Parker, Spider-Man looking at Miles Morales, Spider-Man. What did you do? Yeah. You know, the, the first part of this comic book, I'm, t- I'm just going to be upfront, really turned me off. You were out. Yeah. The first part of this comic, I, I love the artwork. I love Miles. Absolutely. Everything about this works, but the dialogue between Peter Parker and Miles really turned me off. Interestingly enough, it seemed like Miles Morales was more of what I know Spider-Man was than Peter Parker. Yeah. Peter Parker seemed kind of be like, I'm the OG. I'm the old head. I know what's going on. You do it like this and do it like that and yada, yada, bop, 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 bop. He was being very selfish too. And he was, he was going into starting to say, uh, I, I don't need you making my name bad. People exactly. blame me for stuff all the exactly. time. I don't need you doing that. And at that point, you don't recognize the value of what that means. Yeah. Because I respect the writing because he's built, like Bendis is building. Mm-hmm. He's building context. He's building structure for what it means to be Spider-Man and taking on a mantle of someone else. Yeah. So it's just like a last name. Yeah. You, you, don't mess up our name in the streets. Don't mess up the mantle. You you know how we do things. When you go somewhere, you represent us. I remember uh-huh. my mom telling me that. You act up, that comes back on me. To the family. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Peter Peter Parker is saying, look, I know I said you could be Spider-Man and all, because that's one of the things Miles says. Like, yo, but you said I was good. And Peter's like, ah. Can I change my mind? Yeah, because, I mean, he's actually sitting down thinking, like, I don't know if this is a good look, because I got enough mess to deal with as it is to be in Spider-Man. Yeah. Now you out here doing this, and the whole time, Miles is like, I just saved the freaking city. One of the things that I think I, I... Uh, I, I have to admit was contributing to my like frustration with the first few issues of or first few pages of this issue is I'm still having a hard time reconciling the timelines and the universes and what do these guys know after Secret Wars? What do they not know? I'm, do you find yourself having a difficult time trying to figure that out? Well, in this issue, in this issue, I thought about that for half a second, but it wasn't something that was like plaguing me and affecting my enjoyment of the, of the uh, issue. I genuinely had a nerd out moment where I was thinking this demon took out cap and Thor and Iron Man and everybody. And then miles shows up on the scene and zip zaps him a little bit. And he's just, he's out of here. And I know I, I had to, I had to control myself. I had to check myself before I wrecked myself thinking that that was going to be an obstacle in enjoying the story because I was having that nerd moment where I was thinking like, that's not what Spidey, what? 
that's not possible. Right. And that's that is well, a actually, B, that's a BS line right there mm-hmm. to read a comic book and say that's not possible. But I think <laughs> right. what was happening is I was thinking impossible. Like, it doesn't seem it doesn't feel like the character that I thought I knew. Mm-hmm. Right. So it felt a little jarring. Yeah. So the first few pages of this book, despite the fact that they are gorgeous, were a little difficult for me to figure out. Like, mm-hmm. the, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. Until all of the uh, superheroes wake up and they're like, yo, did you do this? And thank Miles. And a bunch of people are like, hey, Miles, you were awesome. Nice work. I like that kid. Yeah. And that was cool. It was like, yeah. okay, I guess you can be Spider. You do your thing. See us. And I thought the issue was ending. At that point. You thought that was it? Yeah, I thought I was going to turn the page and it was going to be a big splash page and, you know, that was going to be that. But come to find out, that's not true at all. We see Miles go back to his dorm room. He's hanging out with Genki and Genki is on the internet checking out kind of like the aftermath of what went on. It's like, oh man, this is so crazy. Look what you did. This is awesome. Yeah, and I love that uh, Miles is freaking out because he touched a demon. His whole thing, like Genki is like, yo, you looked cool out there. Everything was awesome. Nice work. And Miles is freaking out. He's like, I, I, I touched a demon and the demon touched me and I, I'm never going to be able to wash this off. Yeah. I, I like that. Like there's a really there's interesting... A yeah, that's, a, that's, that's what a person is... I mean, a, not... And, and he, another thing he said was, in light of that, he said, everybody else is all, uh, it's a demon. And I'm like, this is a freeking demon <laughs> from hell. Yeah. A, I, a demon from hell touched me and I touched it. Yeah. And, I, and he's like, I'm supposed to be all cool and calm and chill. But he's flipping. But I'm not. And the whole idea of my name, my character, my role, what I'm supposed to be versus what I am yeah. and really dealing with that. That's a real thing that a lot of us work through is, you know, why don't you act your age or you're too old for this? Are you supposed to be here or there? You're supposed to be better than that. And, and it's like, yeah, but what do I do when I'm not though? Also a lot of imposter syndrome, that feeling of, I, I was just hanging out with Captain America and freaking out over the fact that I was holding his shield. Exactly. And now I'm thinking, I'm like, I, do I belong there? Am I supposed to be there? The only thing I can think about is how gross that whole thing was. I, that adds so much humanity to this book yes. that I love, 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 love. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really, and again, I think they're doing a good job of capturing the spirit of Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Because that seems like the Spider-Man character that I know, just this kind of guy who's like struggling to make it work. I got this going on one side. I got that going on on the other side. Like my grades are dropping here, but I got to fight this demon there. And I'm dealing with my relationships. Like issue one spoilers. He messes up a date opportunity with this girl. He likes, you know, so you get that real back and forth between you know, living multiple lives. Yeah. I I really like seeing that life. And this is what makes him, this is what makes Miles feel like Spider-Man to me. It reminds me of what I loved about reading the Peter Parker issues, which I don't think I get as much now because now Spider-Man, Peter Parker, the freaking stick in the mud. Yeah. He's a stick in the mud and he's uh, inventing stuff. He's a startup guy. He's an innovator. I, I can't really relate to that anymore. So, uh, Fast forward a few panels. Genki is on a tablet and an iPad or whatever, and he sees a video on YouTube of a woman freaking out over being able to watch the the new Spider-Man 
beat up Blackheart, the demon. Yeah. So it seemed like she's kind of a similar age of Miles, and Miles thinks like it seems like he's like college age. Yeah. Um. So she's a blogger. She's a vlogger. Um. And it's like she's on the equivalent of YouTube, and we see Twitter and this and that talking about it. And she goes, "Oh my gosh, there is this fight, and Spider Man was out there, and he punched this guy, and I got this picture." And this is totally what would happen nowadays, you know, because Peter goes, yo, your suits tore up. Uh-huh. Somebody could recognize you. You got to get out of here. Yeah. So that's OG wisdom. Yeah. He was hitting them with like, yo, you got to roll. Like, and Miles wasn't even really thinking Miles about was what like, that Look, means. Man, are you going to help? You need help? Aren't you going to clean this up or something like that? Yeah. So she goes, I took a picture and she goes, let me zoom in for you. Check it out. The new Spider-Man is brown. Yeah. And and Miles is like, why is, why is this a thing? Yeah. Why does this matter? Why does she care? You know? And Genki's like, yo, she's hot. She's probably like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Genki's a funny dude. And then, so then the the vlogger, the, the girl on YouTube, is really losing it and getting excited and saying, Do you, can you believe how awesome this is? Spider-Man is black. We got a black Spider-Man. Right. He's, he's a brown man. He's How, black, we, he's we got brown, he's African-American. Thor is a woman, and Spider-Man is black. And, and the woman on YouTube is really, she's really excited about this. She's so happy about it. And this really bothers Miles a lot. And he goes out of his way to say, like, why? He goes, I don't want that. Oh, uh, yeah. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't want the qualification. He says, I don't want to be. The black Spider-Man. I want to be Spider-Man. I want to be Spider-Man. Hence the name of this book. Hence everything we just spent the past talking about. Because in reading this, there's a part of me as a black man that goes, what's the problem, bro? Yeah. What's wrong with you? What's, What's wrong with someone calling out the fact that you're black? He's like, well, first of all, I'm black. And Hispanic. And that goes into the conversation of what does it mean to be black? Yeah. How much black until you're black? Mm-hmm. How much Latino until you're Latino? How much, you know, what, what is what? Is what? Mm-hmm. Um, and looking at the blogger side, you could also say, what's wrong with her excitement? What's wrong with her, you know, identifying and being excited? And that's the same thing that I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like, I see Finn and I'm excited. Why are you excited? Because it's a black superhero. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to be a black superhero, but you are, though. And that means something to what's going on. And I'm excited to see how they're going to flesh this out. Because these are some deep scenarios that, as a black man, yeah. as a minority, you have to really work through. Yeah. Like, you do, do you want to be the black so-and-so-and-so? You just want to be... That thing. That thing. But you are black. Yeah. So... How do we navigate that? Because this is not a black and white thing. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, I, not, I have it's a, not a simple, easy thing. I have a very emotional response to reading those panels when Miles is upset with, with the YouTube person's excitement because I get excited like that when I see characters on the scene who are of color, who are women, who are not just looking like me, right? right I get right. I get excited about that because I think my role is to boost the voices of the people who who need to be heard, right? I'm I'm going to help people 
I'm going to just do a signal boost situation. If I think someone is saying something that's really worthwhile, then I just want to help amplify that message. And when I see something like this, when I see Miles Morales existing, I got very excited about that. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is how I met you. I bought Ultimate Spider-Man when Miles Morales first came out on the scene in 2011. And... That was very dope to me. That was really exciting to me. And to see Miles have a reaction that's anything less than, hey, thanks for your celebration, thanks for your embrace, is really sobering to me because I have to think, you know what, there, there's a point where it's an inappropriate, like almost a, a, a patronizing sense of celebration. How like, do you mean? In the sense that like, how 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 is anybody going to say like, I'm so happy this person is black. I'm just going to focus on how black this person is. I'm so thrilled that the one quality that I can attach to is this person's skin color. But that, but I think that's a thing that Kendrick Lamar's performance at the Grammys honestly did for me. Yeah. It made me proud to be black. And, and, and that's fantastic. You know and, what I mean? Like that moment I was like, I am so proud to be black. Like I was, I'm proud. And someone, and I could see, I could, I understand the confusion of like, it's because he's black. It's like, yeah. but there's a connection to your heritage and who you are and your identity yeah. that I, I think it's interesting in the story they're telling here because that's a real response I can relate to. Yeah. Like I've had people say, Octavius, you're the whitest black guy I know and go, what's what does that mean? Did Ben Carson say that? No, he didn't say that. Okay. But no, I've had that before. I mean, like, well, you talk like a white person. Well, how does a white person talk? Yeah. You know? So there is a real thing of, like, being disconnected. I've experienced being disconnected from my blackness. Yeah. Not really understanding who I am and what being black means. And someone going, we as black people, so-and-so, and so-and-so, and going... I remember being like, why I got to be about all my, all about my blackness? Yeah. But now as an adult and as I've grown, as I mature, I'm more in tune. I'm more connected and I'm more proud of my blackness. And I can honestly say I wasn't always there. Yeah. You know, so there's a level of grace and mercy and awe that I'm looking at Miles with and going, I get it. Mm-hmm. I get that response because I've had that response before. Like, yo, why I got to? Yo, yo, you know what, man? For a black dude, you're cool. What? The, what? Mm-hmm. For a black? Why I got to be your black friend? It was with the qualification. Why, I, yeah. why can't I just be who I am? But part of what you are is black. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, again, it's, this is not an easy... No, there's a conflict. This is a struggle. Yeah. And the reason, the reason I say I have an emotional response to it is because I, Adam Joystick Tetris, can't ever be proud for blackness. Because because I'm not black. Oh, you can't be proud for it. Yeah, I'm not. I can't be proud of being black because I'm not black. Okay. And I can't be proud for someone else if I don't know how they feel about it. And what that said to me, what what I'm seeing in these panels is making sure that I slow my roll and get to know a person before I celebrate something for them on their behalf. Okay, I understand. Right, and it's... And I think it's it's definitely real to be able to get very excited about something like this big civic change, this big movement, this big feeling, mm. and then not actually know the person that you're celebrating. Because Genki's sitting there like, I don't understand what the problem is. Yeah. 
and he's a, 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 an Asian American himself. I don't what I don't understand. Yeah. What's the problem? Because even Genki's like, so she's excited that you're that you're black. Well, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Why are you upset? He's like, you're really upset about this. I don't. I'm not following. And he's going through a real struggle, which is like, well, what am I supposed to be? Should I be happy that I'm black Spider Man? I just wanted to be Spider Man. That's yeah. it. So he's going through a conflict as well, which is very compelling. The artwork in this book is nuts. Oh, and and Miles' face, his his facial expressions, yeah. take you places. Especially like when you see him walking up those steps to the house, and you see him with his head down. He's got a scully on. He just looks like, <sighs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm gonna go in this crib. I'm gonna get something to eat. I'm gonna chill. Nope. Yeah. No, you're not. Yeah. Pops comes out and is like, hey, um, don't worry. Your secret, your secret is still safe. <laughs> I didn't I didn't tell anybody. I got that part for you, but you got to handle the rest of this. It's something else. And he goes into the room and his mom is there and she's looking mad. And his grandma. Grandma, like, oh, we gonna get oh, no, we about to get these grades in order. Yeah. We about to get What'd these grades together. She pulls out the face of tiger line. They're yeah. like Mary Jane Watson, yeah, 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 yeah. Fa- face of T-Gray. You're about to get a big old kick in the culo. See, I, I love this because now we have characters who are not just black, who are a black and Hispanic family. And here they are with one another, talking to one another, not a white person in this <laughs> panel. And like, I'm, as a white person, I feel like I'm, I'm happy to say this because oh my God, finally, we don't have to be in the panel. I don't have to be there. Mm-hmm. And I think it's cool that we're actually getting like the Latino side of his heritage as well. Yeah. And we're going to spend some time in that. So great book. Loved yeah. it. Yeah. Go buy it if you haven't bought it already. Yeah. The beginning of the book really threw me and I wasn't sure what we were in for. And the ending, it, it's really funny to think about it this way, but the ending when it's Miles and his best buddy just hanging out in a dorm room, way more intense and satisfying way more. than a demon being destroyed in Manhattan. How crazy is that? Yeah. That's deep. That is. What that other is. books did you pick up this week? Uh, my stack, obviously, Old Man Logan 3, which I read and I loved. And we can talk about that at a later date, but I, I think Spider-Man was a more important conversation. Agreed. Uh, I also picked up Standoff, which is the beginning of an event, I think. Um standoff started with like a prequel of some kind. And I, I bought that it, up, but I don't know what's going on. I picked that up last week or the other week and standoff is written by Nick Spencer. This is interesting. There's a situation where people are playing with reality. What's really real people playing with each other's minds. Uh, this ties in to Nick Spencer's run on captain America, which by the way is named Sam Wilson, captain America. That the title of that comic is Sam Wilson, Captain America. Mm-hmm. So uh, this plays into that, and I really do like that Captain America book a lot. So I'm excited for Standoff. And uh, I mentioned this at the beginning of the show: Black Widow, Mark Wade, and Chris Samney, same guys from Daredevil, same people from Daredevil. I I think they can do no wrong. Daredevil, every single issue of Daredevil they did, I thought was perfect, was mm-hmm. beautiful and excellent and incredible. Yes, and changed my opinion on what comics can achieve. If you haven't read those books, do it. And Black Widow is their new number one, so pick that up. What'd you pick up? I got. Spider-Man number two, as Is you there? know, because we just talked about that. I got Standoff number one. Uh-huh. Going to be a part of this new... Uh, whoop. The beauty of radio. Uh-huh. Um, 
I got your favorite, The Walking Dead 152. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, I hear this is a big issue. Some stuff went down. Yeah. So if you want to tell me about it off air, try to lure me back in. Hey, I just want you to watch the TV show. Okay, deal. Okay, watch yeah. the show. Deal. You heard that internet. Tweet him and hold him to it. At Adam J. Tetris. Uh-huh. Adam Joystick. Um, Old Man Logan, number three. And I got Black Widow, number one. The next... The, Book of the week for next week is going to be Black Widow number one. Yeah. You have already read it. Yes. And I have not yet. Mm -hmm. And you liked it a lot. You liked it so much that you want to hold on to this one as the book of the week for next week. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Because it is action-packed. Okay, cool. Really dope. I I can't wait. Very excited about that one. All right. It's been a good show. Yeah. I forget half the stuff we said, but I think it was good. I don't know. <laughs> Feels good on the inside. There, we, you know, there's so much to talk about. And when we when we go through the news and, and talk about things that are happening in, in the past week, there's a lot to talk about on every single story. And then it, it got to the point where I totally forgot about the Danny Rand business. And then I was like, oh, man, we have so much to talk about when it comes to Danny Rand. So I think the proof is in the pudding. Geek culture is, there's a lot of depth. There's a lot going on. Yes. And any even minute thing you can tear apart and have a conversation with someone about. It's a legitimate community, legitimate culture, and comic books are a legitimate form of literature. Uh Uh-huh. And it's it's always more fun when you share. Oh, by the way, shout out to Geekadelphia for the write-up. Yeah, thank you, Marion, for uh, calling. Thank you so much. Calling Octavius and I and and uh, listening to us talk for probably longer than you expected. And <laughs> that's that's what we do. We, we basically a had a podcast on the phone. With we you. really did, and uh, and running a story on Geekadelphia, which was really dope. Um, check out the story on Geekadelphia.com. It's on the front page right now. Thanks so much, guys. Are we going to do who in the fight next week? Yeah. Do you have one? So my man. Kenny, Kenny Sparks, mm-hmm. who we went to go... What movie did we see with him? Deadpool. We went to go see Deadpool We went to him. see... Hold up. Just a quick aside on Kenny Sparks. <laughs> we went to go and see Deadpool with Kenny. Mm-hmm. And afterward, Kenny said, uh, most perfect movie that he can think of that he's seen in a while. Uh-huh. And, and that's that's cool. I'm, I'm, I'll give him that. And I said, for reference, like, what's another, like, perfect movie? Yeah. And he thinks for a little while and he says, mm, Lion King. That's Kenny. Didn't expect that. <laughs> Did not expect that. That's Kenny. Kenny's already named his son. Yeah? That doesn't exist. Wait, what's the name? Simba. <laughs> Simba Sparks. Well, you know what, man? Yo, this dude, Kenny, tells me the other day, oh, I know I'm going to name my other son uh, Megatron. <laughs> Megatron Sparks. Mm. I'm like, Kenny, you can't just be naming a kid you ain't got. And I also have uh, another son named Bubba. And I also Bubba have Sparks. another name, uh, All. All Sparks. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. Perfect. Yeah. All right. So Kenny's suggestion for who would win the fight uh-huh. is Spider-Man Miles Morales. Okay. Versus uh who did I say? Who was the Robin? Tim? Tim Drake. Tim Drake. Versus Tim Drake. Because we have an age thing going on. The youths. The kind of like new on the scene, mm-hmm. figuring stuff out, but also very uh um I guess good at the job, even though they're rookies. Right. right? Uh, yeah. Okay. So I'm interested that. in let's that. Let's do that next week. Yeah. Let's do that. All right. Deal. Who would win a fight? Miles Morales, Spider-Man versus Tim Drake, Robin. 
Also, if you want to join the conversation with us, you can always hit us up on Twitter. Uh, we've had a couple of people ask us questions through Twitter and through Instagram. A shout out to, uh, to anybody who has uh, hit us up or shared the show. We really appreciate it. Stuff that you talk to us about online in between now and the next show could show up in the show. We could very well talk about that stuff too. Yeah, uh, We take notes all the time on things that we want to bring up in the conversation. So please find us online. Ask questions. Give us your opinions. Tell us what you like, what you don't like, what you want us to to talk about. And yeah, we'll we'll probably take it there. All right. So mm-hmm. tell me they can find you on the internet. You can do that by finding me on Twitter and on Instagram under the same name. That is at Adam Teteris. A D A M T E T E. R-U-S. Uh, I also work on uh, a little literature uh, piece of, of, of artwork, I piece guess. Piece of John. It's a piece of John. It's a John. I work on this newspaper, John, and it's called The Dark Matter Sequential. It's my writing, and I work with an illustrator who's very talented. His name is Michael Norcross. You can find us at www.darkmatterseq.com. We're going to be at the Punk Rock Flea Market in May. And when I have more information about that, I will post it and you can come and see me. All right. You can find me on the internet, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, at Octavius A. Newman, O-C-T-A-V-I-U-S-A-N-E-W-M-A-N. Hit me up there. Holla at me. Um, this podcast is a product of Bear Fruit. You can follow Bear Fruit on Twitter and Instagram at B3ARFRUIT. Um, go to bearfruit.com. Sign up for the newsletter. Check out our other podcast, The Beautiful Struggle. Um, you can also get some merch from there, or you can go to barefruit.merchline.com, grab some merchandise from there as well. If you like this podcast, leave us five stars and a positive comment. Thank you for everybody who's done that already. We're on new and noteworthy because you have done that. Um, and we really, really, really do appreciate that. Um, also leave us comments on SoundCloud. We're on Stitcher as well. Um, like Adam said, you can add us, comicbookjunto, hashtag comicbookjunto. Um, almost also send us emails comicbookjunto at barefruit.com and this is great yeah yeah this was a big week loving doing it this was a big week all the way in the beginning the first episode that we did for this we talked about the danny Rand thing and we we come back around to it full circle you know what that is that's a circle of life there it is simba sparks (laughs) perfect way to end it end it on simba sparks all right until next time guys peace (laughs) 